Welcome to Yoga Wisdom. Questions about how to live your yoga in daily life answered by Integral Yoga founder Sri Swami Satchidananda. Dear Gurudev, much love and respect. I have been privileged enough to sometimes experience the rising of the sacred Kundalini, accompanied by awareness of a new plane, and sometimes accompanied by a soft humming sound, and or a certain degree of bliss or peace. Why does this energy have a tendency to fall and remain only briefly. Is the new awareness a form of lower samadhi? Why is bliss only sometimes present? Thank you. Please guide me. I really need your help. A beautiful question. I'm glad to even know indeed that huh, you experienced it. It's true, the mind is not always bad. It's not always covered by this huh, big, dense, egoistic cloud. Occasionally it gets dispersed. Occasionally. When it gets dispersed, you see the light, you see the experience, momentary, but it doesn't stay long. The great uh, saint Ramakrishna gave an example, many other saints also have given that example. It's almost like a, a big tank, huh? sort of old tank, lot of growth has come in and it covers the whole surface. Call it a moss. 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 Completely covering. You don't even see the water. Completely covered. Sort of lily-like thing. So when you want to see the water, you simply have to take a big stone and throw it in. Because of the wave created by the stone, they get scattered a little. A round circle, clear area, you see the water there. You just stand there and watch. Within a few minutes, slowly the moss comes and covers again. Our mind is like that, filled with lot of samskaras, worldly samskaras egoistic desires, occasionally a good idea, <laughs> an inspiring thought by hearing or reading or thinking, comes and falls into the lake and it gets created. You really get high, <laughs> but doesn't stay long. That is why conscious effort, consciously cleaning up everything, 
temporary, momentary. It's not. It's all it gives you a glimpse of what is inside. Like the sun is visible behind dense clouds, occasionally get dispersed. But if you want to stay, remain in that experience. You have to empty it completely, clean up everything that would cover the surface. It's a hard work, but diligent, continuous. Dirgakala, Nairandariya, Satkara Sevito. Patanjali says, right? Long time without break, with total Shraddha. Three qualities, remember that. Suddenly, we can clear it out. It takes a lot of effort, but it's worth. Don't look for quick, eh? instant eh? samadhi. Eh? All those drugs and things like that, which Devananda said, even Patanjali talked about. Yes, true. Temporarily. It makes you forget about all that. You get a sort of temporary dullness, temporary peace. That's not created by your own voluntary effort. It's a momentary, temporary. We should not depend on that. How do I surrender to God? Simply root out the I, me and mine. There's no I, there's no me, there's no mine. It's all God, God, God. God is working through this frame. That's the best way. That's the way to surrender. Surrendering means let God work through you. Whatever actions, whatever thoughts come, think that it's God's. Whatever you get, think it's God's. Whatever you lose, think it's God's. The entire life you are getting, losing, praising, blaming, your pleasure, pain, profit, loss, everything's God's, God's, God's. That's what you call surrendering. There's no I, me. I did it. I'm getting it. I have lost it. easy to say, but very hard. Because the ego doesn't let you do that that easily. It's a tough fight between you and the ego. But it's worth. The biggest fight and the biggest victory ever won over anything 
is not over land or sea or sky, over your own mind, over your own ego. It sneaks in, in many, many, many ways. Even the people who really got a victory over it, occasionally when they are little off God, it just pops up. Oh, the other day when I saw my color picture on the Richmond leader, oh boy, you big Swami, look at that. I immediately folded the paper, newspaper, and kept it by my side for the whole day. Then the next day I felt ashamed. I took it and threw it out. It pops up. Oh yes. A little glorification, little praise is enough to boost your ego up. Beware, beware. I have given myself, I have given myself time, money, influence, love, and all to everyone that have come my way. Now I, now I feel without strength. How can I find the need needed strength, I think, need its strength to continue. I am basically happy and in peace, but something is missing. If you are basically happy and in peace, what can there be missing? little sort of contradiction. If you are basically happy and in peace, there's nothing to miss. Because you are not depending on anything for your peace and joy. If you depend on something for your peace, then occasionally that something might slip out, or even the fear of losing that comes in. Peace without depending on anything, because that is your true nature. You don't really miss anything. You probably, your own mind, because of the past samskaras, might create a sort of illusion that you are still missing something. Don't you think so? Don't you think you were more happier before? That's a trick of your mind. The mind doesn't want to let you be happy. It wants to make you unhappy. So it creates an imaginary void, as if you are missing something. Don't give room for that. Peace is my God. I have it. And I have God, what should I miss? There's nothing. All I need, all I deserve will come to me. 
If I don't get anything, that means I don't need it. The other day I heard, I heard somebody talking about an affirmation. If there is something that you don't have it, that means you don't need it. Is it something like that? Is there anybody who remembers something like that? Kripananda, did you hear anything like that? In affirmation? Huh? Ah. There is here. Is there anything like that? Huh? If you don't get, forget. Huh? I see. <laughs> That's all right. But uh, uh, no, I think uh, the, the point, the idea is the same, but uh, some people read the same idea through different words. Huh? I think it was something from, is it from the miracles? Course of miracle or something? Ah, here is my eh? uh, miracle uh, Swami coming. What what is that? Uh, do you remember Premananda? If you don't have something, that means you don't need it or something like that. An affirmation that you used to say. Could you say that? For everybody's sake, okay. What is that? The one that you are practicing now, probably. Yeah? Come on. Is it some sort of secret practice? <laughs> Say that then. Ah, ah, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> See that. Did you did you all hear that? Say that again. See, you got that. If you have lost anything, don't worry. A better thing will be replaced by it. Hmm? I'm just putting in my own simple words. True. So then, why worry about losing anything? If you say, hey, I lost something, that means I'm going to get something better. Huh? You'll be more happier, is it not? You may even look for losing something so that you can get something better. <laughs> because you know, you know the benefit of losing something. Huh? It's all put in different words. The idea is, don't worry about what is that that you lose. You never had anything. What can you lose then? <laughs> never brought anything, never going to take back anything with you. If you have anything, it's God's given. If you lose anything, God has taken it back because you probably you don't need it anymore. So that way you can always keep your peace. But the mind, as I said earlier, tricks you sometimes. It doesn't let you enjoy the peace always. It creates some sort of vacuum. Oh, I 
don't think so. This is not the real peace. <laughs> Nothing like having a nice big car or a, a big home or a, something. You have never tasted that. No, you are a young person, you never even got married, enjoyed this, and you just came all of a sudden into spiritual life. How could you say all that is not really happy? Don't you want to go back and enjoy that? The mind will say that to you. It will ask you to get back to that state. And then once you go back, it will laugh, ah, now I want. Don't ever get cheated by your own mind. The mind, it's a tough fight. That's what you call Maya. Maya is there to trick you. All is jalam, all is jugglery. Gurudev Shivananda used to sing and dance. All is jalam, all is jugglery, all is Maya's trick. He used to sing like that. It's all Maya's trick. Maybe that's the one that rather than having whatever you should, whatever you want, you should want what it is that you have already. You should want what you have already. Rather than having whatever you think you want, whatever you want. Ah. How come? Why do you want it that if you have it already then? Huh? You should be content with what you have. Ah. Content. Yeah. Contentment is golden. Just be contented. It's all in the mind. Contentment is, doesn't depend upon things around you, what you have. Every time I think of contentment, I think of that old, old, poor rickshaw man in Madras Beach. Hmm? He taught me an unforgettable lesson. Hmm? You know, in India, like in Hong Kong, hmm, there are the rickshaw police. They're the poorest people in a way. Pulling a man, huh? making him sit in the cart, huh? like a horse there to run. For the newcomers, let me say that again. Huh? Once I was walking along the beach, huh? I saw a rickshaw man. So it's the evening. And as you know, the rickshaw people, they don't even have a big, nice, comfortable home. So they just, in the evening, they pull the rickshaw under the shade of a tree and they put the rickshaw down and then you see the the two poles that they pull? In between, they pull out the cushion that they would be using for the passenger to sit, put it on the floor like this and they'll put their body down there and the head at the foot pedal where the passenger will place his foot, and the another cushion for the pillow. And he will just he was just lying down like this. And he was smoking a country beady. You know, the wrapped around by hand, small, small bit. I think they take two puffs and wipe off it, and keep it there to use it again. 
one BD maybe 10 times. And the one BD in those days it cost for one cent you can buy at least a hundred BDs. Uh, American cent I'm talking about. Huh? And even in that he would use it 10 times. And he was just lying down like this. And I saw his face was so happy and so contented. He was enjoying that beauty. I just wanted to test him. I was sort of a wandering sadhu at that time. No home, no place. I didn't know where I would be sleeping that evening, what I would be eating, who is going to feed me. I never worried about that. So I walked, I saw him. Just for test, say, hey, can you pull me to a certain place? I named some place and said, I would like to go with you. He looked at me. Sami, in next Vatagis touch. I wish some of you know Tamil. Madras, Madras Tamil. In next Vatagis touch. Swami, I have pulled enough for today's food. The whole day if he works, he might probably get a dollar. It's about five, six rupees, seven rupees. Out of that seven rupee, he will buy a little beady. He will have a country-made liquor for two rupees. And then he will give three, four rupees to the house for the family to make some gruel. That's all. Nothing left over. And he was saying that with so much of contentment. In for today's food, I have pulled enough. And that's enough that satisfied me and my family. So I don't have to pull any more. If you want to go, there is the next guy still waiting for some Savari. Savari means some passengers. <laughs> He's still waiting for some He hasn't uh, gotten enough money for the day. So you go there, ask him to pull you. I insisted. No, I think I, you, you keep your rickshaw very good. I like this rickshaw, very nice and pretty. Eh? And I seem to like you. Why don't you do it? Swami, is touch, no, is touch. That means, have I pulled means I have pulled enough today. Even if you give me a hundred rupees, I'm not going to pull you. You can't pull me out. I just watched his face. My thoughts went to the Maharaja's palace where I stayed. I was a guest of the palace. I won't mention the name of the Maharaja. For one month I stayed. They took me there and they wanted me to stay. I stayed there. Even in their faces, I couldn't see this kind of joy, peace and contentment. I always... Remember, he is my known guru who could have taught me what eh, a contented mind eh, 
would show. That's what means contentment is not in what you have. No. It's how you feel about what you have. And that makes the secret to make everything golden. You don't have to go in search of gold rush. Whatever you touch will become gold, if you have that contentment. That means, if you don't want any more, all the other wants come to you. Contemporary to Swami Vivekananda, was a great mathematician also, Swami Ramatirtha. He once said, he, as a mathematician, he had an equation. The piece is always based on your desire and contentment, your wants and don't wants. If your want increases, the peace goes down. If the want decreases, the peace comes up. No want, full peace. Full of wants, no peace. You made an equation like that. Very true. That's why the scriptures say, even wanting to have peace will disturb your peace. That's too much to say, is it not so? True. Because if you want peace, that means you don't have it. Even wanting peace should not be there, because you have peace already. The moment you forget it, then you want it. Isanodayinum asayarumin Even with God, do not have desires. Another quote, moksha beksho bandha. Some of the people who want to give talks, take notes of these things. Moksha beksho bandha. Moksham, liberation. Abeksha, wanting. Bandha, binding, bondage. Wanting liberation itself is a bondage. Why? Because you are already liberated. When you forget that and you want to be liberated, you are binding yourself by that want. Hmm? See how delicate it is. It's a very thin line. That's why it's called razor's edge. Very sharp, thin line. And remember in Yoga Will, that is our grand finale aim. Final aim. All the rest is aimed towards that. Keep your compass. aimed towards that, fly high. If you don't know how to set your compass, 
Oscar Pilot. Huh? Creationally by some gusty winds you might lose your what do you call that? Course. But of course, you can correct it. Yeah, course corrections. Whether you fly the plane or not, learn how to fly a plane, you will know it is very similar to the flight of a seeker. I learnt a lot. in seeing the comparison between flying a plane and flying yourself. You have to have everything clear before you even start the journey. You should know how much of gasoline you have. (laughs) Is your tank full or not? (laughs) How is the sky? Scattered cloud, dense clouds, overcast? Storm clouds, gusty winds, temperature, obstructions on the way, all has to be planned. A well-planned flight is half successful. If you miss a little goal, the other day he took us to the caves, We went round and round and round. Unexpected storm came. Yeah. All we have we had there was the compass. Nothing else to see. You're totally in clouds. You don't see anything anywhere all round. Only the instrument. The needle. And you simply have to follow that. Spiritual life is like that. But don't get discouraged by all these things. I'm simply telling you how difficult it is. But at the same time, if you really made up your mind, it becomes so easy. Is that all? I'll go for it. I won't give up for anything. Because I know there's nothing more in this life to achieve, nothing more greater than you are ready to face any kind of obstruction. You will never be discouraged. On this day of independence, celebrating independence, dedicating, rededicating and relighting the torch of liberty, statue of liberty. Let us rededicate ourselves. Let us relight our torches. Let us not stop until the goal is reached. Thank you. God bless you. Om Shanti. Thanks for listening to this Integral Yoga Multimedia Podcast. We hope you'll subscribe. 
For more information on Sri Swami Satchidananda and Integral Yoga, please visit us online at integralyoga.org.